0: Ooh, nice. Oh, feels good. I'm like KD here. Right? How about them sons tonight, baby? We got a game against the Sacramento Kings. Eh, not the important game, if you really think about it. Sacramento Kings are the team that Suns sons are looking up to in the standings, right? Suns sons enter this game, fourth seed in the Western Conference. The Sacramento Kings are the third seed. And with Kevin Durant sitting courtside, with TJ Warren suiting up against the Kings, the Suns go out, and they look pretty goddamn good, Matthew. They look pretty goddamn good.
1: They look – um, maybe they're a super team. I'm not sure. Uh, we can debate that. But, man, if you have guys putting up 20 assists, you got three guys scoring 30 points a night, what the fuck are you supposed to do with this team, man? <laughs> like, you, you kind of forget Katie's on the team until they show him every break, and then you're just happy <laughs> again. <laughs> it's so awesome to see him over there. I just I, – I, I still can't believe it. I mean, once he's in uniform – It'll be a different thing, but him on the bench happy, you can see it in his face. He's super happy to be here in Phoenix. He's super
0: happy, dude. He's having a good time. I mean, I don't know how many have seen Nets games over the past couple seasons when KD isn't playing, and you just see him and he just looks kind of disengaged on the sideline. In this one, he's having a good time. He's asking the crowd to get all hyped up while Kevin Hoarder's at the line, hoping that he misses a free throw and the whole team or the whole arena gets Chick fil A. And you're right, every time they cut to KD, it's just it's like this this wave of of just like what the fuck, man? KD's
1: on this it's team. Crazy. It's the the weirdest thing in sports for me ever. The history of me watching sports, it's the weirdest thing to see.
0: It's the weirdest thing because it's happening to us. So yeah, you know, again, we'll we'll cover that in the KD impact because KD even played in this game, and this was a valuable game. You're playing the Sacramento Kings, who are good this is a good team. This isn't like we're going out there and we're playing a depleted thunder team, you know, and you're just trying to get through it. No, this is a, this is a barometer test to where you're at right now at this point in the season, knowing that in a couple days, we play the Los Angeles Clippers, another team that's right in the hunt of the playoff race. And you want to come out, you want to stay focused. You're, you don't want the team to have any semblance of a trap game or games seen as the all-star break begins after that Clippers game. And I think that due to the trade deadline and due to the fact that James Jones pulled the trigger on some transactions, this team will stay engaged and will stay, stayed locked in. This team just felt different tonight, Matthew. It felt different.
1: Yeah, it wasn't a blowout win, but it just feels different. It's a different attitude. you kind of worried about maybe you know, losing Mikhail and Cameron Johnson, the fun of this team. Maybe we'll lose that, but no. Winning is fun. That's all that matters. Winning yes. is fucking fun. This so. is
0: very well said winning is fun so (laughs) welcome ladies and gentlemen to another edition of the sun's jam session podcast my name is john you can follow me at darth voida on twitter his name is matthew you can follow him on twitter as well make sure you follow the show at sun's jam on instagram twitter the tiktoks and of course on youtube where if you happen to be live streaming along with us make sure you hit that thumbs up button make sure you subscribe and make sure you hit that notification. It'll let you know when we go live, which is after every single every fucking Suns game. game. Every Everyone, game. even preseason games. Except we're for
1: one a season. We take one. Yeah, I think that's like one. I feel like there's one
0: we take off. Like, <laughs> yes. and it's generally yeah. a Grizzlies game or something. Mm-hmm. But make sure you do all that fun stuff on the socials. And if you get a chance, pop over to Apple Podcasts. Give us five stars and then give us a review as well. We'll read it right here on the podcast. So plenty to talk about. So I got a ton. I don't know about you, Matthew. I got a ton of notes on this game. Yeah. So a this lot be of a lot just, of
1: talking. Might be two hours. Who it, whoa, whoa, whoa! Don't overcommit.
0: <laughs> don't overcommit. I don't have a beer with okay. me tonight. I'm gonna pop open a teeth cracking cold. Oh, you
1: got a Capri Sun.
0: I got a Capri Sun Pacific Cooler. Oh. oh my god, with the cooler, the Pacific Ocean. Here's that. Yeah. See, I typically growing up, I was always. A bottom person i've never done that in my life my whole life and I, I, do I, I only do this as an adult because i want it to stand so if i just give it a little pierce there we go little sip then because i didn't pierce the bottom i can place it down right yeah. over here
1: you're gonna be up all because, night now as our introduction plays <laughs>
0: 120-109, to 109, the Phoenix Suns take care of business against the Sacramento Kings. And they move closer in the standings to those Kings. They are now one game behind them for the third overall seed. But that brings me to my first question. Matthew, i got to ask. Well, so Matthew, I've got to ask. KD's on the sideline. That's not an asking. That's a statement. But with him there now, with TJ Warren coming in and filling in some minutes, which we'll talk about him in a bit, we talked about it at the top of the podcast. It feels different. Does this feel like a ch- championship mentality now and did it before his arrival?
1: Um, Man, before – I'm going to go a different way. I really do think this team had a chance to win before KD got here. They had a chance. Mm-hmm. slim, Slim margin, but a lot of – a lot of other podcasts, a lot of people outside this organization, they thought the window was closed. They saw Chris Paul in the way he was playing that you can't rely on him. Um, so it was closed before right now, though, looking at this team with Kevin Durant, I was like, I want to see it first just before of I course. say anything. But tonight, even without him and knowing how well he's going to actually blend with this offense without even taking a snap with them, it's going to go good. It's going to go great. And this team is definitely a championship team. They're, Right now, not favorites. They're third right now behind behind the Celtics and also the Bucs. But right now, I think all Suns fans are very confident in this team. But the last time we were confident, it was kind of like, ugh, kind of bit us in the ass. So I think right mm-hmm. now we're excited, but we might not say championship yet.
0: We should be excited. And what we saw tonight is basis of that excitement moving forward because, to your point, knowing how Kevin Durant's going to mesh into this offense— is something that's going to alleviate a lot of pressure off a lot of guys. But it to me, with KD in the building, it did feel different. It did feel like a championship mentality. It did feel like there is a ton of different ways that this team can beat you. And to your point, prior to Kevin Durant's arrival, I think a lot of us Suns fans were under the, I wouldn't say impression, but under the, the understanding That this is a quality basketball team, a championship one, I don't know. Because you take a look around the league, and there's some definite questions that could be posed if the Suns had to play against specific teams in specific series. But with the addition of KD, you can see, well, we haven't seen yet, but you can theorize as to how a lot of those obstacles that this team could have faced in the in the postseason. Can be unlocked by having a player of his stature as a member of this team. Now you're comp- you're completely right, Matthew. Until we see it on the court, we can sit there and just fantasize. You know, we, we're all acting like we just got Michael Jordan on this team, and that's what it can feel like a little bit. But at the same time, we have to have a good understanding as to until we see it, until there's health, until this team is actually in the postseason. Y- y- you you can talk about it all day long. You got to walk the talk, right?
1: Yeah, um and it is it's the injury thing. Um you know, mm-hmm. I was listening to the Low Post podcast and you hear this all the time. If these guys get hurt later in the year, um meaning Chris Paul or De- Kevin Durant cuz they are older, they might be out a series or two. I mean, even Booker last year was out a whole series from his hamstring. So, if these guys are hurt, they're older, it's going to take some more time to come back. That's a scary thing but I don't like to think about that obviously cuz anybody can't. can get hurt you but can't. we just can't. We got to be excited about the moment right now. This franchise made a move that we all wanted to happen and right now it's the team without him looks good. We still got Terrence Ross coming too, off our mm-hmm. bench. Um this team is the the most solid team I've ever seen the Suns have from 1 through 12, 1 through 13 or how many players are on the team. It's definitely the best team I've ever seen on the floor.
0: I I completely or agree. On paper. And so and far. again, and again, here we are setting ourselves up to be disappointed again. Happens every year as a Suns fan. So we hope that we're wrong. But let's just focus in on this game tonight. Where where, where do you want to start, Matthew? There's so many there quality is. performances. Yeah. Where do you want to start?
1: Can we start with the man, the myth, the big fucking man?
0: Big Dick Booker. You were going a different direction. See, with, I was um,
1: going, but I took a while. I was trying to think of what to say. And, and you, you said like, big. Oh, I, we got to go. Yeah, you, I did say
0: big. And you, um, you like draw it out. Either and like, one, though. As I'm clicking it, as I'm clicking it, you're like, man, <laughs> underneath. I'm like, oh, well. Yeah. Anyways, that being said, we're going to go ahead and we're going to start off with Devin Armani Booker. His first home game that he's played since December of 2022. 29 minutes played, 32 points in this game. 67 from the free throw line, 13 of 20 overall from the field, five rebounds, two assists, two steals, stat padding for D book tonight. And I will let you know this, Matthew. Evan Booker is very good at basketball. Oh,
1: he's fucking insane. And uh, Parker Hines wet like I'm book. And my teacher's not wet like book. It's just the kind of material I got, you know, (laughs) (laughs) it's a Dave King shirt. It looks wet on, on uh, live TV. Um, Dude, okay, so before Booker got hurt, there were games where he looked like Michael Jordan, where he looked like Kobe Bryant. Tonight, not, but, dude, those shots he was getting off mid-range were insane. I mean, the ones where he was double, he even double-pumped on one of them. Yeah, he was, like,
0: unbalanced.
1: Yeah, he kept getting fouled every time in the jump That's the thing with his jump shot. These guys keep fouling him a lot because he takes his time with it, but he can get it up over anybody. Um, the one thing, though, that is just fun to watch is him coming out seriously like you want him to play like the 40 minutes maybe like he'll be playing later on this year but right now it's kind of limited um but the first 22 minutes 22 points from him in this game um he looked like old book you can tell he's kind of irritated to be on the bench most of the time but he'll get there man and i mean he's unstoppable he was making this team the king's team look ridiculous underneath the hoop using his right hand his left hand Doing whatever he wanted with this team. Like it was funny to him running back to the bench, smiling, laughing with Kevin Durant. It's, it's a thing, it's a dream come true for me and I'm sure for him.
0: Yeah. The way that he's playing right now is exactly where you want him to be, if not better after that long absence, right? I mean, he misses a ton of games with the groin injury, comes back against Brooklyn last week, goes six of 15 for them from the field, 40%. 19 points in that game takes a game off plays against the Indiana Pacers seven of 18 38.9 percent in that game 21 points and then has an extended weekend off and comes out tonight and he's 13 of 20 from the field for 32 points so I like that Monty Williams is sticking to his guns on this one he's like listen you've had this injury we're gonna slowly bring you back in relative to total minutes again Two games ago, he played 25 minutes. One game ago, he played 26 minutes. Tonight, he played 29 minutes. I think that Monty Williams is doing a good job progressively bringing him back. And in turn, Devin Booker is rewarding us with just some beautiful basketball. It's absolutely beautiful. He was fired up in this game. He was aggressive. He was he wrestled the ball away from Saboner at one time. That was the best which, play of it, it what and what was interesting is up to that point the officials were calling everything on Phoenix, so I was surprised they let them do that. I feel like a couple plays before DeAndre Ayton got hacked, which he got hacked like seven times in this game. They didn't call it. They went down and they didn't call that play, and it turned into a beautiful play. And in this game, Devin Booker surpassed Dick Van Arsdale for fifth all time in Phoenix Suns total points. Uh, you take a look at it. Dick Van Arsdale had or 12,060 points. Devin Booker surpassed him tonight with this 32-point 32 po- 32 performance. He now sits at 12,072 points. Do you know who the next up on the list is, Matthew? Who's is number it, four all time? Is it Steve Nash or Amari? Nope, neither. He's Not already even passed close, both right? of those. He's already passed both of those. I have no idea. Those. Who is it? Sean Marion's next up on oh. the list. And Sean Marion, he could do in in probably two games because he's about sixty something points shy of Sean Marion. Then Jeez, Kevin Johnson, number three all crazy, time. Man. Alvin Adams, number two all time. Walter Davis, number one all time. So
1: Kevin Durant,
0: he'll have
1: the most points average per game this season for a son. Does this even count though?
0: Because he didn't technically play or- probably no.
1: It doesn't right because that's a big thing for you. You want book to beat that record. He might mm-hmm. this year. Um, he still has a chance, but I mean obviously Katie's going to have it, but I don't think it counts either.
0: No, I won't count as the scoring average for those of you who are avid sons fans. 27.2 is the regular season scoring average Mark record held by Phoenix Suns held by held by Tom chambers. I believe in the, in 1989 90 season and now uh, Kevin Durant, you know, he's already at, what 29.7, I believe. But, uh, yeah, I don't think he'll technically qualify for that one. So anything else you saw from Devin Booker tonight that you want to talk about before we get into the big man down low? <laughs> oh, it was quite
1: the setup Um, for Booker. The only thing is a lot of people were worried about, you know, shot attempts, um, how it's going to work with KD being back. It's going to be effortless. I mean, we'll talk about Chris Paul later and the way he sets these guys up. It's going to be fun between those three guys working together, eight in a course, but I was also listening to the KOC podcast, um, the mismatch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They were worried. They were saying, um, you know, KD, Booker 30 points a game each. But where are you going to get the other points from? Where are you going to get them? 120 oh, tonight.
0: Dude. I'll tell you. Hey, DeAndre Ayton in this game, 36 total minutes played, was 13 of 17 from the field. He had 29 points. He had 11 rebounds. He had two assists, which were very key. I needed those to complete his little (laughs) parlay that I had. Thank you, DeAndre Ayton, for a little bit of money on that one. Four steals from DA, a couple blocks. So, stocks, steals plus blocks. He had six tonight. DeAndre Ayton, all out in this game. His, His. like I just created that mid-range mafia t-shirt for on our Redbubble page. Right? <laughs> yeah. So yeah. for any of you of of you who are watching along live, or, or watching at a later time, or listening even, check out the link in the description below. It takes you to our Redbubble page where we have some really fun Suns merchandise. I need to add DeAndre Ayton to the mid-range mafia because he is mastered that shot. He, his footwork in this game looked fantastic. It's looked a lot better recently. You know, he still doesn't take anything really towards the rim, but he's really mastered that area in which he's operated. And I think that that's unbelievably valuable, and it's going to only continue to be val- more valuable as this season progresses with Kevin Durant playing as a member of the starting five.
1: Yeah, he he has to be added, but he is part of the mini-bin.
0: mini band.
1: Oh, well, it's him smooth. and TJ. Well, the, yes, I mean, is TJ, coming yeah. over with like 52% mid-range, all these guys are pretty insane from there. Those um, midi men. Midi men. <laughs> midi, 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 midi it's, men. It's a weird name,
0: right? No, it works perfectly. The midi titty committee or whatever mi- that's going itty, on. Mitty midi committee? <laughs>
1: the DA wasn't fucking around. You can tell from the start. His body language is different. When Ishbia was here, he played on insane. Two 30-point games in a row, mm-hmm. and it's never happened ever for him. Now KD's here, and KD's over there pumping him up too. He's not messing around, man. Defense is a little suspect sometimes. He's still doing better. Um, He held his own against Sabonis the best he could. He is way better than Sabonis as a center. It is crazy because when he goes up against Sabonis, I just think about, man, DA could just be an all-star. You know what I mean? Like These these numbers he puts up are insane, but it's so super easy. When KD comes, everyone keeps talking about who's going to benefit. Of course, everyone goes to Aiton because it's true. Mm -hmm. He's going to have mismatches. Uh, The Low Post podcast, to talk about, you know, uh, Zach Lowe mentioned DA, when you get the mismatches, just, just own them. You have to take advantage yeah. of it. He did tonight, but his midi is looking good. Um, I know his fadeaways sometimes were like, come on, don't do that. But when he gets going, he's unstoppable. But it was just a different kind of confidence to him. There wasn't any hesitancy. No. There wasn't any kind of childish play out there from him. He just wanted to dominate tonight, man. And He definitely did. And, he's good. and I, I worry about him doing this consecutively. But with KD <laughs> on the team, I feel like this is going to help motivate him like every fucking game. He has no choice. He has no choice now.
0: (laughs) It's a fantastic point. I'll bring that up after I make a couple observations myself. And I mean, you nailed a lot of what I was thinking right on the head with a hammer, like a nail and such is the effort, the effort that we've seen from Deandre Ayton in these past few games, ever since Robert Sarver was like officially gone. And like Matt Ishbia is the new owner is DeAndre Ayton is just locked in. He's locked in. It's it's the lack of hesitancy, as you mentioned. It's his, his willingness to fight towards the ball on offense. And that's where a lot of our frustrations can be, is where he can be on the weak side, and he's not trying to go and put himself in a good position to get a rebound. He's not fighting to try to be a part of the play. It's like he knows that they're calling like an elbow play. He's like, oh, this has nothing to do with me, so I'm just going to go stand over here. And those are the most frustrating players to watch in the NBA. Like Maverick fans have to deal with that all the time, and they're going to see that more and more with Kyrie being on their team. Because if you ask any Maverick fan, one of of their number one frustrations is, it's when Luka has the ball, that offense goes. But when Luka doesn't have the ball, he just goes and stands in the corner and just waits his turn. And you're going to get a lot of that with Kyrie and Luka, a team that is currently 0-2 with that duo playing together. DeAndre Ayton has been known to do those kind of things on the offensive end. But recently, we haven't seen that at all. He's fighting towards the ball. He's putting himself in the position to be successful. He's always ready. He's he's tuned into the game. There's been numerous stretches throughout the season where he just kind of tunes out. He's like a guy walking mm-hmm. around who's like got an AirPod out and he's trying to figure out why. And he's like on his phone. <laughs> he's like, why is this? Why is this thing yeah. not fucking working? And like now yeah. he's like, I don't. Now he's got beats by Dre and he's like, I'm good. I'm good. I'm. I can hear everything. I'm locked in. And to your point, and I think this is a very, very valuable point for DeAndre Eaton. Now, you think about it, he has Chris Paul. I mean, what a career, by the way, for DeAndre Eaton. You're the number one pick overall. You join a team that has Devin Booker. In your third season, you get Chris Paul as a part of your team. You go to the NBA Finals. In your fourth season, you're part of a 64-win team with Chris Paul. In your fifth season, the team trades, trades and gets <laughs> Kevin Durant on your team. He's like just through life. He's, he's flowing through life. He's flowing through life. Everything's it's just good set energy, up perfectly for him. Yes. But again, th- th- that question exists: Is he going to start playing this way more consistently? For two reasons: one, simply to impress KD, because we saw that like that bump up in productivity when when CP3 came with him, because he wanted to impress CP3. But I feel like the challenge with CP3 was like, listen, I'm the guy who's literally responsible for you constantly getting the ball. So it was more of like a teacher and student type relationship. Whereas KD comes in and KD is like basketball God and Devin Booker's basketball Jesus, right? So you have these guys playing around you. And due to their sheer gravity, DeAndre Ayton is going to be open and have unbelievable opportunities with Kate with Kevin Durant out there I mean look what he does tonight without him out there what he's done the past week and a half without him out there the gravity is only going to get worse and worse because that's been another challenge that he's always had is when he gets that ball on the low block and he starts to try to do his footwork he always had another guy always collapsing in on him because everybody's always respect his athletic ability but does he need to and will he continue to try to impress Kevin Durant
1: you know what? When Chris Paul's looking up at him, like, come on, like, you know, that must be tiring for Aiden. Like, come on, like when well, Kevin Durant's looking and, down Kev- at him. And but yeah, but now Kevin Durant's there and he's the same size, but he's like two inches taller. Yes. And he's he just is. like, come on, let's go. Like he's in his face. Chris Paul's always like, Oh, come on, Aiden. <laughs> I don't know what that was. <laughs> A fantastic impression is what yeah, i just like him, right? But
0: <laughs> I really think that that's gonna be something that's gonna benefit this team and and, and to yeah. koc on the mismatches podcast uh observation on where those extra points going to come from it's going to come from chris paul in the, in the mid range not only using deandre ayton as a screen but also using kevin durant as a screener you could do double screens off of both those guys and he'll find either one of them or find himself and then again due to the gravity of those players DeAndre Ayton's going to get a lot of really great looks. And it comes down to him being focused, catching the ball, and putting it in the rim. And he was he was fantastic tonight at doing that. Again, his final stat line, he was, what, 13 of 17 from the field. Ridiculous. Insane, dude. 29 and 11 from DA, dude. Ridiculous.
1: But it's easy. Like, it was so easy for him tonight. I think it was. I mean, the turnarounds look difficult. They look great. But those look different from before. Those turnarounds, those look like legit turnarounds.
0: But it's like the difference between what we've been seeing recently and some of the the difference that we've seen at the front end of this season was the confidence level. Because these, these turnaround middies and these spin shots that he's doing and he's laying it in, they're coming off confidently now. Not like, oh, shit. And I think that, again, that yeah. comes from the repetitions. These are the things that are beneficial for DeAndre Ayton when Devin Booker was out. This is yes. what Flex from Jersey likes to call the blessing in disguise. The Suns have been blessed with the injury of Devin Booker because they had to lean on DA a little bit more and be like, dude, just figure the shit out, man. We don't care. If you make them, you got to hit or you have to take them. You can't sit around and pass out of them anymore. And that's another thing that's going to happen is if anybody chooses to collapse on this team, they're going to have to deal with some of the outside shooters that this team possesses. Now, one of those guys who I th- think played very well, here to drop tonight, and let's go ahead and give it to our boy Josh Akogi. Josh. Oh. Akogi hey. is feeling the Mikael Bridges role. He had 39 minutes to lead all minute makers on the team tonight as the starting small forward. 19 points from Akogi, eight of 13 from the field, including. Three or four from beyond the arc, he had six rebounds, he had three assists. And the question I have has a co. you know, we we're talking about this in the past couple podcasts, right? If he's earned the right to be a regular playoff rotation, not just a fringe play, uh, rotation spot for Monty Williams come playoff time, I'm now asking is Josh Akoge going to be our starting three moving forward? Do you take Tory Craig once KD's entered? put him as as the backup four alongside TJ Warren as the backup three. Is Josh Kogi a starter, Matthew?
1: No, I, I don't want him to be. I think he could be, um, but I think you have to, you have to um, stay with Craig. The only reason is because you're going to have those other four guys that are going to just put up numbers. It's going to be insane. You need the other guy to kind of run around and just kind of do the scrap work, and that's great for Craig. Kogi is just – he's a great guy coming off the bench, and you want scoring to come off the bench, he can give you that. And the way he gives it to you is like, he'll take it to the lane. He'll get to the rim. He has like some kind of weird way of getting to the rim where I'm like, how did he get there? He gets through these guys like a Donchich. Like he's a miniature Donchich out there. I'm like, how is he at the rim? But that's what he does, man. He'll settle for the three if you want, but he, he does everything you want Of course defensively, all the energy, but he can score for you. There were times in this game early in the game where in the second quarter, I think he has seven, seven points within three minutes, but he just he did that at a time when we needed scoring somewhere else off Mm -hmm. the bench and that's the one thing we're going to worry about i mean craig would be good but i couldn't rely on craig to really go out there and get us anything right craig's the guy that's going to play within the flow he plays better at the four of course he's gonna start at three yeah but with kd and and aiden that's going to be a weird kind of thing too so it's going to be strange i feel like within the first few games but right now craig is playing in a way where if you ask too much for him offensively it's not going to work out okogi's just He's, he has probably the most confidence on that team to do what he wants to do in his position as a basketball player, a guy that's not supposed to be doing what he's doing and he's doing it that he, we never expected this energy. I remember when he first came in to the season, I was like, what are we getting from him offensively? But now it's like, I love it when he has the ball because you can just trust him. So I love that coming off the bench.
0: So I'm interested to see what you think. Do you really think he's going to be a starter? I think he can be a three. I think he can be a starter. I really do. And the reason I do is because he plays bigger than he is. There was like two or three times where he goes and he grabs a rebound, and I swear he levitates just a little bit longer than other guys. And yeah. he has that dog in him. And I've said this before, and I'll say it again about Josh Akogi. He is a fuck shit up guy. And I think with that offense, with that starting five, it's highly beneficial to put a fuck shit up guy out there. I feel like with Tory Craig being a starter, it slows you down. It lumbers a little bit more. He's less now, he's a little bit more physical, but not much more physical because again, Akogi plays big, even though he's not big, he plays big. And I think that his versatility and his tenacity on defense, which leads directly to offense, is something that this team could use as the number five guy. Torrey Craig, he can fill that role when you're playing certain teams. When you're playing like the Pelicans, where it's a lot of big long wings. I think Tori Craig's the starter, but I think that based on the playoff matchup, you're you can start Josh Akogi and be a okay with it and fine with it because of the effort that he puts forth and the and the way that he plays bigger than he is. Now, that being said, that's obviously a trait that you would like to have on your second team, and you have to say, okay, well, who's generating offense on our second team? If Akogi goes to the second team, he goes from like. The fifth scoring option on the first team to like the third to second scoring option. Again, as you mentioned in that second quarter today, he was four of six from the field, including two of three from beyond the arc, in 11 minutes played. He had 10 points in the second quarter, which was unbelievable, unbelievably vital to the to the Suns at that point in the game. So, if you pull him from the from the first team, put him on the second team, is he more beneficial? As a or, or productive as a second-team unit versus Tory Craig, and that's the question that we have to ask Yeah, because where's the rest of that offense coming from? In theory, when Cameron Payne returns, he's offense. Damian Lee, if he can start to get it going a little bit, he can be that inf- instant offense. And then you have another fuck-shit-up guy in Jock Landell who can provide just that sentiment, the fuck-shit-up side of it to that second-team unit, and then you can kind of play with some other things. We haven't seen Darius Baisley yet and see how he plays because he's another defender. Mm-hmm. Right. So there's a lot of options, you know, to all those people who question the Phoenix Suns depth. There's plenty of options and combinations that Monty Williams can play with.
1: Yep. And Coach Evan B does say, "What up, dude, Uh, Kogi was stopping Fox. I didn't I don't think Craig can. So that's one thing is that Kogi was actually bringing the ball up a lot, too, in the fourth. Mm -hmm. Suns, which was awesome. They trust him with that defensively. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to have to have him in the game to actually start like to stop the point guard, to you know, whoever we're playing against, the starting point guard. Chris Paul obviously can't. It's going to be a horrible, you know, time for him <laughs> defensively. Of course, they'll probably switch him off and play him on someone else. But kogi I think, is someone that you throw in there as a starter to do that, just that mm-hmm. for that reason to stop a guy like Fox.
0: Well, and again, if you're going against a team that has a really quality backcourt, you're going to have because Chris Paul defensively can't do it. But you can you can provide yourself a little bit more defensive intensity. Know that knowing that D Book is. An above average defender, I would say. KD's an above average defender. DeAndre is yeah. above average defender. So the goal is to kind of hide Chris Paul on offense or on, I'm sorry, on defense sometimes. So again, it's one of those things that you can, or at least Monty can, experiment with. And I like the experiment tonight. I like the experiment tonight. Yeah, me too. Uh, I, I do want to talk about the point guard, but first, make sure you hit a thumbs up while you're hanging out with us here tonight on the tube. That is you. And let's hear from DraftKings. NBA fans, it's time to bring the hoops action to the palm of your hands with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet $5 and win $200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat same-game parley every day. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook app, opt-in, And place the same game parley on any NBA game. And if it doesn't hit, you'll get a bonus bet back. Hey, go and take the Suns to win the NBA championship and win the Western Conference finals. Got to get good odds on that. Download the app now and sign up with code TBPN. New customers can bet $5 on the NBA and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA with code TBPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes. Four details. I will say that I used that same game parlay and I missed on one yesterday. And then I used it because you know you you opt in once a day to get your free, you know, if you miss on the same game parlay, you get it back. And I got it back, and then I bet it on DA to go over on, you know, like points, rebounds, and get uh, more than one assist. So thanks, DA. Uh-huh. For money. <laughs> Big time. All right. The point got Give the point called. Chris Paul this evening, 37 minutes played, 7 of 15 from the field. Only 1 of 5 from beyond the arc. He had 17 points. He had 5 rebounds. And Matthew, he had 2 steals. Oh, and 19 assists. (laughs) 19 (laughs) assists for the point guard. He was very in control in this game. Uh, when, When you take a look at the way that he was manipulating the pick and roll when DeMontis Sabonis would drop, he would dish when he slipped and tried to take uh, on Chris Paul. Chris Paul cooked him. And again, he had 19 total assists. The Sacramento Kings, as a team, ended with 23 assists. Chris Paul had four less assists than the Sacramento fucking Kings. <laughs> oh, my God.
1: dude. He uh, first 14 points for the Suns. He had six assists and two points. So he made up for all the 14 points to start the game. Um, someone actually put in the comment, I should have started the, the record, I think is 31 assists per game. That's what they said in the comments.
0: Can he beat that
1: with his, for, in a game? Can he beat that this year? 19 assists without KD trying to work things out. It's crazy. His shot test might go down a little bit, but you want to take over? Cause I got to cough.
0: <laughs> so essentially the reason his assists were so high is because of some of the statistics I stated earlier. Devin Booker in this game was 13 of 20. DeAndre Ayton was 13 of 17. They combined for 26 made field goals. Josh Akogi was 8 of 13. So Chris Paul always puts guys in situations to be successful. They were just knocking him down tonight. He could go for 19 every night if they would just knock down the damn shots. So I don't know how sustainable this is, but that being said, and I know you put it on our, our Twitter feed, how how many assists is he going to get with KD in the lineup? Because you're just going to have scores all around you. And again, the beauty of Chris <laughs> Paul is if at any point they drop off of him and they're like, yeah, okay, we're going to guard. We got to guard Booker. We got to cut our KD. We got to guard Aiton. We're just going to slack off you. He just sits there and goes, oh, okay, and just drains it.
1: And it might not be as much because when KD is here, he's going to handle the ball a lot more too. And he's a great distributor too. So you have to deal with that. Chris Paul tonight really showed, though, that he's he's up for it. I mean, there's a lot of talk about him falling off, but he just looks like he's up for it, man. His shot attempts will go down for sure, um, and those will go more towards Kevin Durant. Um, DA obviously will get his 17 to 20. Booker will at least get 20 and the KD. Who knows, man, but right now Chris Paul would be – I feel like he would be happy, man. Just the assists, just dishing the ball out. That's, that's his dream, that's man. That's what he wants to do. He wants to be part of this championship team. That's the best way to be a
0: part of it. Exactly, and he wants to play some defense. He gets some steals and set his team up for success. And, I mean, h- how does he have to feel right now? Because, like, with when we talk about DeAndre Ayton, like, it, it's funny because you have, like, three different mental points of view to the, the Kevin Durant acquisition, right? Like, Devin Booker, when Kevin Durant comes here, he's like, fuck yeah, dude, this is my guy. I'm going to yeah. show off how yeah. fucking badass I am playing this game and how the crowd responds to me. Right? So that's what he did tonight. You got DeAndre Ayton, who's just like, oh, man, I, I got to look good because Kevin Durant's here now, so I got to be as efficient as possible. And then you got uh, Chris Paul's like, hey, KD, check this out. Assist. Assist. You know? He's like, I've been talking to you for years, young buck. I told you I can set people up. I just need you to knock them down. And I, I tweeted this out, and, I like, how is is acquiring Kevin Durant the same as the Mighty Ducks getting – Adam banks in the mighty ducks. <laughs> Remember he like, he's a hawk, but they read yeah. the district lines and he's going to go over to the ducks. So. You mm-hmm. know, that's what it feels like. And and you got uh coach. Evan B. He said it on Twitter. He's like, yeah, Charlie Conway's Devin Booker. Like who's Averman? I'm Like Deandre Ayton's Averman. It's Aytonman. Yeah. But it's I'm just, just
1: worried about those kids now in Hollywood and stuff, but
0: yeah, but I mean, there's nothing to do with what <laughs> we're talking about, but sure. You, you, you'll be worried about them. But again, bringing it back to where I started with Chris Paul. I think that his job just got a shit ton easier and he's excited to see how fired up his teammates are and the way that they're attacking the basket, the way that they're making the shots that he's setting them up for. Now, again, this is one game. Of course, it's going to be very exciting. We have another game uh, against the Clippers here in a couple nights, which we'll talk about. And if you can see that kind of carry over into that game, again, a lot of people were doubting the Suns. A lot of people said, blow it up. A lot of people said, you know, watch, you know, and we were all the way down to the 12th seed, and we all said the same things like, dude, just get healthy, and this team will be better. And look at us now. Just had to wait
1: now. and be patient. And, you know, even if we had Mikhail and Cam, we'd still be good, but you just, you can see how this team plays with Kevin Durant there. It's, it's going to be different, man. It's like Chris Paul holds him accountable in different ways, but having Kevin Durant knowing, like, hey, he needs championships for his legacy, you have to put 100% every, every night, 110% every night out there on the court.
0: 100% of the time, it works, or 90% of the time, it works 100% of the time. We also had the return of an old legend tonight. TJ, War Machine. TJ Warren, back in the Footprint Center for the first <laughs> time since 2019. Uh, first time playing probably <laughs> since like 2016. Seems like the 80s, I don't know. I know, right? But T.J. Warren in this game, seven minutes played, five points, two rebounds, two or three from the field, one steal. But I will say this about T.J. Warren. How valuable is it having a guy who can create his own shot coming off the bench at the three?
1: Oh, it's perfect because what he was really thriving in really over there in uh, Brooklyn was him just being open and available. Um, A lot of double teams were happening in Brooklyn, so he'd be wide the fuck open so i forgot about him creating his own shot you saw that tonight i feel like at the first the first possession he was in he seemed a little nervous was passing the ball he looked kind of like Kyrie and luca the other he night did. Their, i was thinking last the same night, thing passing it back and forth like no you take it you no, take you. it like that was i think that was nerves being back in phoenix he seemed super happy um but i think it's gonna take some time but he can get to the rim too. He can do a lot. And like I kind of get nervous. I'm like, don't get hurt. You know what I mean? Because you're very, very Be valuable. Safe. Be safe. It's going gonna, it's gonna to take some time, but it just shows it's another weapon. You know, would I rather have Cameron Johnson? Yeah, but TJ is going to fill that void of some points and get to the line. He's going to do a lot for this team. Um, He does play good, decent defense. He'll hustle. Mm-hmm. So you realize he's only like 29. I feel like because we've got KD... We're always like, oh, these guys are old. You know what I mean? But TJ's still young. He has a, he had two years off, so there's a lot of energy in there, and he's very excited to be here, and you're going to see it on the court every night, man. I think his minutes will start to pile up a little bit more as he gets used to this offense, but I like to see him like lead that second unit.
0: It's got to be crazy for TJ because he left this team in 2019, after the 2018-19 season. And if I remember correctly... That was the season we won, what, like 18 games? The yeah. This oh, rookie geez. year was really, really bad. Yeah, yep. Right, yeah, and we should have so, got yeah. John Morant. We got bumped down in the draft to the sixth pick, and then James Jones traded the sixth pick to get Cameron Johnson and Dario Saric, right? So last time he was a member of the Suns, he probably walked into that arena, and it was just weird. And now he walks in, and the, the big, beautiful video screen they blew out half of the stadium to put bars in there and there's people actually in the seats and he's probably like wow
1: you gotta remember
0: when when he was here he was the number two guy it was devil booker and tj warren and deandre was brought in as a rookie with the expectation that he would become the number two guy this is the thing that all us Suns fans used to talk about right tj warren man like how great is it going to be to have T.J. Warren as our number three. Tony Buckets will be our number three. Devin Booker will be our number one. Aiden will be our two. We got T.J. <laughs> Buckets as our three. Like, this team could win some games. Now he's coming in, and we're like, dude, if he gets us five points off the bench, it's a good night for T.J. Warren. And it's got to be so, like, it's got to be just weird for him. Yeah. And, and he said in a, in a pregame interview, he said it was very surreal.
1: It has to be. He was practicing in a freaking, what the basement or wherever they yeah, had. Now they have their own facility over in Scottsdale. or no, I'm sorry, Phoenix. Like he just, he's, he coming back, man, he, he has to just realize like this team's totally different when he was on the Suns before. I remember just thinking of him as like a black hole. I loved him. but when he did get moved, I'm like, it makes sense. Like he just, He was a black hole. He was Kelly Oubre before Kelly Oubre was Kelly Oubre. He was, but he could score. Obviously, he could score. But when he got the ball, you're not getting it back. You know what I mean? He's worked on that. I'm sure he's a little different in that that area. But that was one thing that I just couldn't stand. But when it's coming off the bench and he's not your number two guy of the franchise, it's a little different. That's good to have.
0: It hits different. It definitely hits different. Today I met this cat. He said his name was Damian. He thinks that we're a lot alike and wants to be my friend. So there's a lot of chatter today about Damian Lee. Obviously, the NBA released who's going to be in the three-point contest. Yeah. Kevin Horder from the Kings, he's going to be there. A bunch of other guys. I just know that Damian Lee is not going to be there. Uh, no Suns representation at the All-Star Game this year. And it's interesting because I feel like this almost signifies who we are as an organization. It's like, fuck the All-Star Game, fuck the awards. We got one thing in mind. And that's the Larry O'Brien trophy. So we've gone through that. We've gone through the, the stages in which there was no representation for the Phoenix Suns because the team sucked. And then there was the no representation uh, at the All-Star game for the Phoenix Suns, despite Devin Booker having fantastic statistics. And then there was representation at the All-Star game. And then there was even more representation at the All-Star game. Uh, but us losing you know, in the finals and, and after the 64-win season. This year, there's no... Representation and I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it.
1: Yeah, I'm good. I, I didn't think Damian Lee was gonna make it. They want stars, they want bigger names. Damian Lee, he's known as Steph, uh Steph Curry's uh son in law, whatever they are. <laughs> brother,
0: <brother-in-law. laughs> who
1: knows, brother in law, whatever it is. That's all he's known as. And I was wondering too, because it's the all star break, and usually there's vacations, you're gonna they're gonna go their separate ways. But I mean, Booker was hurt for a while, he didn't play, Chris Paul has injuries. Um, you know, there was a lot put on DeAndre Aiden this year, um, already um so i'm wondering a lot of wear and tear i'm wondering are they going to spend time together to get in sync are they going to be you know at the practice facility working on things this all these
0: guys probably
1: probably and you know what it makes sense just because it's like we've had such a shit year you have to realize like these last two games or this last today's game is like the first like really fucking great game right this year where we're just like oh my god i can't wait that was like last year every game we're mm-hmm. like championship, championship, championship. Now we're like, oh, maybe championship. Yeah, we didn't have that all year. We had such a shit season. I feel like it was kind of an off season for them in a way, right? So I feel like maybe they can work on stuff in the All Star break. It would suck not having a break, but these guys want to get things. What how many games are left? Is it twenty five games, something like that? Something like that, Probably... less
0: than less than that. Yeah, we're, thir- we're thirty two and twenty seven, so that's forty nine. Mm-hmm. We'll get right? the wins. We'll get 59, the wins. That's but... 59. Yeah, fifty nine. Yeah, so twenty three. Yes. 23 games,
1: 23 games. We'll get the wins, but I just think this team needs to start gelling. KD, obviously he's, he's fine, right? He's just waiting till after the all-star break, but I feel like he's fine. Um, he was at, he was practicing today with the team. So this team has a lot of work to do, I think with KD coming back and I think, you know, it's a perfect amount of games, but they need something going into that. Just kind of gel. And I think this is a perfect time. The all-star break.
0: Well, and another thing that I found funny was, you know, Eddie Johnson was chomping it up on the broadcast, and, and he was saying that. He's like, I don't get it. This guy's the fifth best three-point shooter in the league. Last year, Cameron Johnson was the top in the league. He didn't make it. You have Kevin Horter who's going in, and he's 20th. He's not even in the top 20 relative to three-point shooting. And then, like, as he's talking, Damian Lee goes 0 for 4 from beyond the arc. Kevin Porter... Goes four of nine from beyond the arc and has eighteen points in the game, and I was just like, "That's why. That's why. Because uh, Damian Lee's really fallen off. Well, you know, Porter's awesome though, man. And you know, and I just feel like he's again. I don't care. I truly don't care." So no Damian Lee at the 3 point shooting contest. Oh fucking well. I don't care about those things anymore. Doesn't mean anything. Uh coach Evan B who lives up in Salt Lake City where the All-Star oh, hey, game what's is up, man? occurring. Uh, he says Chris Paul does have an event here on, in Salt Lake City on Friday for what it's worth. So he will be up there, which makes sense. Will he be there? It's an event. He's going to have uh Cliff Paul will be will be making <laughs> oh, an appearance or something.
1: Man, come on. Cancel that shit, man. They got work to do. No, nah, they need a break.
0: Um, let's see, any other, oh, I got this one. Uh, every time I see Demontis Sabonis' head, this is what goes through my, my brain. I said, God
1: damn,
0: God damn. God damn, that's a big head.
1: It took you 46 minutes to talk about it. Usually it's the f- it's what we lead off <laughs> <I> call- <laughs> these games with.
0: Well, I called him Saboner a couple He's times worked earlier. On it.
1: He's. I yeah. feel like he's worked on it. It's a little slim. I think the beard maybe makes it a little bit more. Well, slim. and the
0: haircut. He used to have kind of like yeah. a little bit longer hair, but it's still. It's yeah. like a watermelon head out there. It's, it's like, insane. He has to have the strongest neck in the NBA just to hold that goddamn head up. <laughs> he it's <does>. impressive, man. <laughs> yeah, it's impressive. No, and I needed two more assists from him tonight to to hit a parlay on him. But DeMontis Bonus, 24 points. You got a rehab. 15, 15, it's like two bucks, I'm betting. 24 points, 15 rebounds, seven assists, two steals in this game. <laughs> what?
1: You're like, yeah, it was only two bucks, but then you're in a closet the last time doing a pod. It's like we don't know where you live. Why are you in a closet now? Oh, because, because of Because I don't have teams. a house
0: anymore. <laughs> <Yeah>. DraftKings <laughs> took it all. <laughs> I used promo code TBPN That's one too many times. What happened, man? <laughs> <laughs> what other uh what other notes did you have on this game you
1: know what there's a quick little Sabin lee thing in there where i'm like oh he came and he got to the line one time got to the yeah, rim should have been fouled one. again he's yeah. kind of reminds me of a, K- a kogi where he gets to the rim and he won't go away he won't go away i think he plays some solid minutes when he's in still
0: well that's an interesting thing that's upcoming for the phoenix suns is the two-way contract is about to expire based on games yeah. played for ish wainwright and ish wainwright played today Right, so he had yeah. twenty not minutes good, played right? for, for ish. No, not very good. He twenty minutes. He was, didn't score a point. Oh three from field, three rebounds, a steal, a block. And Eddie said it on the on the the, the broadcast. He's like, dude, when you get those wide open threes, because he had th- three threes and they were all wide open. It's like you got to hit those, man. Because
1: yeah, obviously. there's that <laughs> roster
0: spot, you know, and they're gonna have to either convert him or cut him. And I finally made a drop for the guy. It's going down. I'm yelling, wait, right? You better move. You better duck. It's going down. It's going down. <laughs> After two and a half seasons of him being on fucking two ways, I finally gave him a drop be uh, cut by the end of the week. Watch. Man, how long were you in the
1: studio doing that one, huh? Oh, man. Uh, Quite a while. Uh, he, I oh, think he is. It? And I'll tell you what, right now, he's going to be gone. And I'm sorry, he will. Um, And we're going to get, I think we're going to get Westbrook. I think we're going to get someone else to replace him for sure. I think we can still keep saving Lee though,
0: right? Yeah, I think well, saving Lee wouldn't be uh, on the. Post-season. What is he right now? He's a two way.
1: Till the end of the away. year?
0: Yeah, it's based on games played, and he'll be fine. Oh, yeah, okay. okay. Yeah, it'll be, so he'll be fine. But again, he won't be on the playoff roster, which you really uh, you really don't. You really don't need him on the playoff roster if Cameron Payne comes back, and if we pick up somebody like a Russell Westbrook. The question is, is what number does Russell Westbrook wear when he gets here? Because Torrey Craig's already got the zero.
1: 99. I can see him wearing 99 just being a center,
0: dude. Wow, just going go, down like, there. Too soon, man. Too soon. We just got rid of Jake Crowder. <laughs> Uh, other thing that I had, oh, it's, you are the subreddit stakeout, weren't oh, you? Oh, I was. Oh. The Sun's Jam Session, subreddit stakeout. So this is the part of the show where Matthew reveals that he was hanging out on the King's subreddit. Oh. Uh, <laughs> wow, you well, had no, you had no disguise, huh? No,
1: I'm going to go on Amazon and just look up like five disguises that are like a dollar and just order Yeah, them. just
0: get dollar disguises, you know, like the...
1: I have stuff, but then I saw in the comments like you guys need new disguises. So I'm like, I'm not gonna fucking wear anything then, dude. <laughs> Don't make me ruin the season, all right? For everybody, <laughs> <laughs> a lot of praise actually early from the Kings fans. Um, Interesting. Suns getting any shots they want. The Suns team looks really good. A lot until they heard uh, EJ and uh, dude, th- they were not liking that broadcast at all. Um, Suns no, commentary they were team. Some shit. It's non-stop dick riding. Um but it was like it was a lot of you know what? the herder talk from EJ. Yeah. Um a lot he of loves the foul them. calling. Yeah. So I mean, but they they hated EJ the whole night. They fucking hated him. Um did Aiden turn into fucking Dirk overnight? Someone actually did post that on Twitter. Yeah, Zden Verloc did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so he was. He was. He looked like Dirk tonight. It was. Fantastic. He was, dude. He was insane. Uh, kind of embarrassing there for Sabonis. So when Sabonis had the ball taken away, Book was like, "Oh, I'll take that. I got a bigger dick than you. I'll take that shit." That's what happens when you have a big dick, dude.
0: Yeah, you get the ball. Take what you
1: want. Yep. Uh, get Mitchell off the floor asap. David Mitchell. Everyone yeah, he, hates him.
0: He, he, he looked kind of rough, man. You no know they talk about either. how he can be a, de- a a physically defensive player but he's an undersized guy and he became the pigeon when he was on the court he was the pigeon that's for sure.
1: Yeah, he uh I think this is a long-term thing where it started earlier in the year where they just haven't been happy with him being a backup point guard. They just don't want him out there.
0: Um, he he was what their number 7 overall pick or 6 overall yeah, pick last season.
1: Coming into this year everyone was very excited about him. Yes. But right now they're not liking him. And you can tell on the bench when he's sitting there, he's kind of like, fuck, dude, I fucking suck right now. He sucks right now.
0: Wish they traded me.
1: Can our bench players please stop making Josh Okogie look like a fucking all-star out there? (laughs) Sorry, dude. Josh, is this that way? He's an all-star in his head. He definitely is. Yes. Yeah, and it was all over the place with the lineup, so they just said Mike Brown throwing darts at these lineups. There was a Uh, lot of switching in and out. A lot of these fans hated everything that was happening, so... Not very happy over there in down.
0: There you go. Subreddit Stakeout, yo. The Sun's Jam Session. Subreddit Stakeout. All right, Jamsters, this will be an interesting one. I'm really interested to see what the chat thinks when it comes to who the Jamstar is. So, again, if you're watching along live, you can go ahead and, and let us know in the chat who your Jam Star of the Game is. If you're listening or watching at a later time, just tell your dog. Just let the, let your dog know. Jam Star
1: of
0: the Game. All right. So, Matthew, I'll let you go first on the Jam Star of the Game. Did you make a
1: Jam Star of the Game graphic? Uh, is it not on there? I don't see it. I did make one. Maybe I didn't load it.
0: Hmm, what a son of a bitch
1: very oh. unprofessional of me
0: wow wow failed me I'm failed be me
1: fine now dude
0: yep we're gonna have to find you 10 grand people you better start donating the super chat uh because Matthew's getting fined getting all fine. right so who so who is your jam start the game
1: I'm gonna give it to um oh this is tough I'm gonna give it to DA. one Kevin Durant
0: <laughs> Kevin Durant's beanie
1: <laughs> his little
0: beanie so let's see we got B says Aiden uh, Scott Klaus, who's an elite jamster. If you want to become House. an elite jamster, hit that join button down below. He says DA as well. Gabo says book. Uh, Daniel Thompson says CP3, 19 assists. Come on, KD for in, for for attending the game from Kiko. That's funny. Uh, Mario Lopez, my jam stars DA. He was great on both ends tonight. Uh, the Midi Mafia from Ted Lubin. CP3 from Richie. It's gotta be DA, right? From Hunt Star Zero Five. Akogi from Fabio. Let's go. Akogi got a vote. Uh, book from John Carl. Um sh- 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 from King Pow. Pow. Aiden was damn efficient. Pow. Uh Ayton deserves the love. Definite jam star from Lee McManus. God, you guys are really lighting it up. There's all kinds. Aiden. Uh, the whole team. Big Dick Book for sure. Oak, Okogie and dominating CP3, DA, KD. Uh, you can cl- keep clicking those. Um, God, it is a tough one. I really liked the book tonight, man. I really liked what I saw from Devin Booker, but DeAndre Ayton's the one who I got most excited for because he was getting the shots and he was nailing them. Like Devin Booker, that's what he does. He just carves people a- apart. But to see DeAndre Ayton be this engaged, go out there against DeMontis Sabonis, a guy who you know, can, can own him and has owned him in the past. 29 and what was his rebounding total? 16, 17, 11? 11, 29 11. and 11. Yeah. yeah, I give it to DA in this one. I definitely give it to DA in yeah. on this one. So there you go, Jam Stars. That's our Jam Star of the game. Thoughts? Um, brains? So Matthew, one thing I did want to bring yes. up, obviously there is... A lot of talk. The buyout market's around the corner. Who are the Suns going to add? We already got Terrence Ross. Have we even had a podcast since we got Terrence Ross? No. No, we haven't. Well, we got mm-hmm. Terrence Ross. We, what do you think of that? Yeah.
1: I'm very excited. I think it was uh, one of your guys you wanted, right? hmm Scoring. We need scoring. Yep. Um, he's... I'm excited to see him in a new situation because he's been in Orlando for so long. And I feel like he's wanted out for so long. He's a perfect guy to come off that bench and just light it up. Big guy. I mean, he's like six, seven guard. You know what I mean? So I think we're going to get a lot from him. I think he, I mean, that was a question of, are we going to get scoring off the bench? And he was perfect. It's crazy how the Mavericks were going to get him, And then the Suns went whoop and then grabbed them.
0: That's what I love about finish, him, baby. Best That's part of it. I love, is the Mavericks were rumored to be the front runners to get in Terrence Ross. I know that that happened. I want to say it was Saturday morning and we were all just like, ah, that kind of sucks. I think he'd be a good fit. As a member of the Suns, he can help with some of that wing depth. He can help with some shooting. It's another Damian Lee type. Uh, I actually reached out to one of the beat writers for the Orlando Magic, and I asked him, I go, hey, you know, when it comes to uh, Terrence Ross, what are your thoughts? What do you think? Is he somebody who you're going to miss? Is he somebody who, you know, you think is, you know, you're just kind of over? And uh, Kobe Price is his name, and and he said, strengths a good shooter especially uh on spot ups and catch and shoot opportunities also a really good shooter coming off movement he is a shooting threat curling off screens or coming off a handoff so essentially he just fucking fucking shoot uh can create his own look to an extent in the mid range sounds like the (laughs) sounds like the suns still more than athletic enough to have impressive dunks can make good passes especially jump passes weaknesses consistency Defensive effort can be there, but not effectiveness. But effectiveness wanes when shot isn't falling. Can it can look rough? It's kind of like a Jay Crowder, right? Uh, a really solid dude, super chill. Seems to be wanting to compete for a contender in the latter stages of his career. Magic fans are missing him big time. Speaks to the kind of person he is. Not just the player, though. Uh, of course, that's part of it. So, a, a quality ad, in my opinion. Yeah. So now we look at some of the names, you know, obviously we've talked about Russell Westbrook on this, Mm -hmm. this podcast before Stanley Johnson's a name that's starting to come up. he just Uh, got released, right? Yeah. From the, from from the Spurs, he can fill that point guard role. I think it's a solid pickup. And then there's rumors about Chris Paul wanting Carmelo Anthony on this team. (laughs) (laughs) We don't need that. You know
1: what? I wanted Carmelo at the beginning of the year. So why would I change my mind
0: now? Because it's not what we need anymore.
1: It's not what we need um we just need shooting though it's still we, we do oh, do need didn't we just
0: get shooting we got tj yeah. warren we, we got never Terrence get enough Ross. shooting right That's i just i want Jones i says. want westbrook
1: dude i don't give it i don't care what anybody's saying about okay listen listen westbrook was on the lakers lakers why would we think that he would fit in with that team all right i know we knew he it on the bat
0: that he won it I,
1: I know but like listen so he started as a point guard right and they probably said yeah you can be a starter Then he had to go to the bench, and it's hard to take that as a player of his of his magnitude, right? He still thinks he has it. Now I think he might be thinking, all right, I just need I just want to play on a team that's a contender, get a championship. He might, if he think if he's thinking that, that's good. But when he went to the Lakers, dude, I feel like he's the only one that wanted to fucking win a game. Those guys didn't know how to play together. LeBron just takes whatever night he wants off, blames everything on everybody else, wants him traded. I give him big props, all right. And I think he can be a guy. This is all I want is 10 to 15 minutes. Yes. Of him being a guy that goes to the line, and if KD and Book and Chris Paul see him shooting that jumper, like stop shooting that jumper, just draw contact, and he'll listen, man. He'll have fun mm-hmm. on this team.
0: He'll mm-hmm. have fun
1: with KD. What a romantic ending to that relationship to win a championship here in Phoenix.
0: The, the way that I look, and I'm pro, I'm pro Westbrook too, and I know that there's a lot of people who aren't pro, pro Westbrook, and I, I understand the why, and. I just I disagree with the why, and that's and I agree with a lot of what you said, and I'll articulate it in my own way just to put it out there again. What, what are your expectations of Russell Westbrook coming here, ladies and gentlemen? I don't see him. He's not the starting point guard, and when Cameron Payne's healthy, I don't think he's the starting backup point guard, the starting backup point guard. I don't think he's the backup point guard. <laughs> I think he's a guy, to your point, who can come in for 10 to 15 minutes and fulfill a specific role and need of this team. He's somebody – there's one thing you can never fault him for, and that's p- giving a shit. Russell Westbrook gives a shit. He cares nothing, only about basketball. He doesn't care about his own narrative. He doesn't care about half of his team sometimes, but he still puts up amazing uh, uh, assist numbers, and he rebounds the ball. So to your point, if he's not shooting threes, if he's not shooting mid-range jumpers, if you make him one-dimensional on offense when it comes to his offensive output, it's like, listen, just attack. He needs to attack the rim. And as you're attacking, which he's done in the past, and it's closed, he dishes to the shooters because people collapse on it. He'll get to the line. He'll do those little things that will be highly successful for this team come playoff time. Because good, bad, or indifferent, we're still a team that doesn't get to the fucking line. And he's a person who come in, like you said, 10 to 15 minutes. So what you do is you go, Chris Paul, instead of playing 35 minutes in the playoffs, we're going to play you 30. Okay, the other 18 minutes, it's probably going to be a, a, a rotation of Cameron Payne and Russell Westbrook. And I think that you're right. Given the gravitas that's on this team, it's not LeBron James out there. It's not him getting traded to play with LeBron James. It's him being bought out, getting an offer sheet, and choosing to come here. And under those circumstances, having conversations with Chris Paul, with Kevin Durant, with Devin Booker. Which still, when I say it out loud, the fact that we have those three on our team—Devin, <laughs> you, you know, a bitch. you know, Devin and Kevin in CP3, and CP3—and him having those conversations and them saying, yeah. "Hey, we need sp- very something very specific from you. We need somebody who can distribute the ball. Check mark. He can do that. We need somebody who can attack the rim. Check mark. We can need somebody who can rebound from the from the one. Check mark. He can do that. Again, you're not asking him to carry anything, and he was asked for too long to try to carry things in LA." And he was also on a team where LeBron James is sitting here saying like, oh, it's me. Meaning, oh, man, I really wish Kyrie would have came here and we could have traded Russ Westbrook. But yeah, it must have been me. me like he, he's just I said it the other day. I was on the Aussies Suns fan podcast and they had like a flog of the week. Right. And my flog of the week was LeBron James because LeBron James just broke the scoring record. And I still think he's one of the worst teammates in the history of the association. Because of the influence that he has, because he goes in like a wrecking ball, just destroys organizations. He destroy. I mean, the Lakers, you look at the members who are on that team that he played with that are no longer on that team. That team would be a fucking contender right now. Be like, no, man, I want a D.
1: Yeah. Now he wants them back. Um, And can you imagine being Russell yeah. Westbrook and you just need some assistance, some guidance from lebron and him and Le- lebron and ad are their own duo right they don't talk you can tell they're like oh, like little s- sneaky jokes about uh, West- westbrook over there and stuff they kind of exclude them like a bunch of like high school girls yeah that's what happens over there yeah over here you have kd and booker you have chris paul that will help this dude if he needs help i just feel like he's at the point in his career where he'll he'll take some pointers i i, I think that but I could be totally wrong. He might still be the ball handler that we don't want. That's going to make mistakes, but he won't be playing at the end of games or anything.
0: No, that's the other side of this is what you're doing is you're just trying to alleviate as much minutes from Chris Paul as you can in the mid part of the game. So he's playing the fourth Westbrook's not out there in the fourth. If he is, it's from the 12 minutes to the nine minute mark, right? Again, this isn't the Westbrook that everybody's thinking of where he's been relied to carry things. This is him at the back end of his career in a complimentary role that he agrees upon upon arrival. By talking to the veterans and the future Hall of Famers that are on this team, and I think that I like that. I like having that, and that's just me. Me
1: too. I know oh, that. I, I
0: see the chat. People some agree, some disagree. That's just that's just how I feel. So, on that note, Matthew, I think we'll go ahead and we'll get out get out of here. Next game we do have coming up is against those Los Angeles Clippers. Uh, uh, they're playing tonight. I think they're playing right now. Right.
1: I think so. Are they on TNT? Yeah,
0: they're on TNT. They're playing. <laughs> they're on TNT. They is. They're playing Golden State. Uh, oh, they won. They beat them one thirty four to one twenty
1: four. Oh shit, dude. Yeah, um, I mean, Clippers actually over. look pretty good now, man. They're coming together. It's
0: over. Yeah, we're. Uh, they want Westbrook. So yeah, we're a game behind Sacramento, and currently we are a game ahead of the Clippers. Yeah, and they want they want Westbrook too. So, game at home. How you feeling? How you feeling about the?
1: I think we close it out good. I think, um, I think it's gonna be tough. Like tonight's matchup, I think the Kings had to prove something, right? It was a game where they came out, they want to beat the Suns even without KD. They want to prove something, and they almost did. But the Suns always had the game the whole time. I feel like they just always had it. This game though, oh, good way to end it. Get some phlegm out, dude. I couldn't wait one more minute.
0: Phlegm dog millionaire, (sighs) Jesus.
1: This game though, you guys want to hear this, all right? I'm almost done. All right, okay. Clippers and Suns gonna be a good game.
0: I'm looking forward to it. Last game before the all-star break, the Suns play on Thursday. They don't play again until the following Friday. So I, I don't know what you're going to do, Jamsters. You're going to miss us for a week. So Matthew and I, we're going to take the all-star break off too. We're going down to the Bahamas. Uh, we're going to hang out with DeAndre Ayton and his family. I'm going to show him a couple of tweets that I had earlier in the year and just, See if he punches me or not. We'll learn a lot about him <laughs> in that moment. So uh, on that note, says we're right. going to go ahead and get out of here. Make sure you subscribe, rate and review. Head on over to Apple Podcasts. Give us a five-star review there as well. Follow the show at Suns Jam on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Follow me at Darth Voida. You can read my writing at brightsideofthesun.com. You can follow Matthew. And uh, that's all I got to say <laughs> oh. about that. And tell them what to do. Go home and love your Katie, baby.